Welcome to FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from 3 to number 1. Thank you for joining us this week. As always, if you have a suggestion for Top 3, be sure to drop us a note on Twitter at FocusFireChat in our Discord Email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com, or if you see the poll on Straw Poll, be sure to make a suggestion at the bottom of that poll for our weekly decision, finding out what we're going to talk about. This week, we are going to talk about something I imagine that's going to be a bit sentimental, maybe a bit funny. We're going to talk about our top three D1 moments, so Destiny 1 moments. And to start us off, Blue, I'm going to make you go first. All What's right. your number three, sir? <clears throat> number three for me was really just the formation of the clan. Uh, not not Focus Fire, but my uh, original clan was Leroy Jenkins uh, back when I was running with the DoD. Um, and it was it just it's a lot of fond memories, really, to be honest. Um I just I can't speak highly enough of the the guys and gals that we had in that group. Um, still good friends with some of them. Uh, Damo, actually, that's where I met Damo, who is one of our our kind of our head mods on the PlayStation side, especially. Um, and that's really kind of how I met everyone who who would later become the Focus Fire group. Was Justin and Willie were also part of the DoD at that time. Um, Justin was with uh, Chatterwhite, and then I believe Willie, I'm thinking Willie was with Foxtrot, if I remember that correctly. Um, but yeah, so I, I actually, that's what kind of started the crazy road down to creating everything that actually is right now happening. So Nice. The clan, I don't know, clans were not a big thing for me when we first started. I didn't, I played solo. I didn't even get into a clan until almost year two, I want to say, is when I finally officially got mm-hmm. into a clan. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of people, I, I think that's, I, I really think that was a large, um, I, 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 I hesitate to even refer to it as a subsection because I really think it was a majority of Destiny 1 players, especially there for year one and probably even most of year two. Uh, was because now, I mean, like the dads of Destiny was uh, one of the larger groups. We had, I mean, several thousand people across all the different sub clans that, you know, ultimately were there. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then we were, you know, really good friends with like the dames of Destiny and that and that whole, you know, large, large groups that we hung out with. So for us, it was actually a minority to run into people who didn't have clans. Um, mm-hmm. But I know what if you if you go take a stroll down history or you know go down memory lane on bungie.net for the twab you'll see you'll notice that a lot of the d1 articles are are um, are extolling the whole thing with you know join a clan join a clan social game social mm-hmm. game join a clan join you know like it was it was a huge point on their on their point on their argument there and so and i think that was I think that was indicative because, you know, for for all sakes and purposes, Destiny 1 was kind of a, it was an icebreaker for this type of game. We kind of take that for granted um, today, but I mean, at the time, the concept of MMOs were solely like World of Warcraft. Like, I mean, they were like RPGs. They weren't first person shooters. 
really. I mean, you you were very hard pressed to find that. Um, well, even console R- RPGs, you really didn't have that. Right. Skyrim yeah. didn't really have anything. Mm, no, you didn't. Oblivion. You didn't. You couldn't do co-op. Yeah, you didn't have MMOs in the same like today. I, I, I yeah, I mean. The Elder Scrolls Online obviously is now, but well, but I mean, even then, ESO was only on PC. Like it, it was like you know, most of the MMOs, if they were the round, were PC based, and so mm-hmm. I think that was a, another thing that a lot of people looking back might might not you know quite remember is that when it first started, Destiny Destiny did kind of was a groundbreaker for a lot of things, and that was one of the big ones was this really doubling down on the the social gaming aspect like the, you know we had Halo which was you could play with your your group of friends but it wasn't right. it wasn't the same as like a <clears throat> as a actual formal clan that was supported in game with like the intent of like you know helping level up your clan and all that stuff that didn't really there wasn't there wasn't a lot of it and there wasn't a lot of it in the first person shooter environment especially so it was For i mean sure. It was it was rough the first the first couple of years because I I helped with like community management with the DoD, um, with the family clans and stuff like that. So it was it was definitely getting that concept across to to people who weren't used to it. It was it was fun. I I dare say in some ways. So beard, are you now a superhero after that thunderstrike? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. I am Jiminy. <laughs> Wicked in chat. I need to change pants. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, yeah, if if you guys hear anything else, I will I will try to mute myself and, and catch it if it seems like it's like super close. But uh, apparently that there's a lightning storm going on outside. No real uh, rain or anything. But welcome to spring. Um, yeah, I I I I have way too many moments in destiny one that actually mean a lot to me mm-hmm. um number three though i think would actually have to be one from uh bungie itself uh where they gave me the Stormcaller quest on warlock ah yes uh, the first that... subclass story mission oh god and i, I played through all of them because i eventually had a, a hunter a titan and a warlock uh, but the Warlock, of course, is, as many of you probably know, uh, means a lot to me more than any else. Uh, I play it the most out of all the classes. I still have the most fun with it in every sense of the word. Uh, it's just a, a super fun class for me to play, all in all. Uh, that being said, though, the Stormcaller quest and the amount of like lore and story that kind of goes into it uh, felt like it was what they tried to capture more than any of the others uh, with the stuff that they then did in D2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the way that you went from point to point and became more like in tune with your character, more in tune with the, uh, with the subclass as a whole, uh, as well as also just being able to listen more to like how Ikora would say what a warlock is about, or like what the uh, what the points of the uh, stormcaller would be uh, for as you went along and and proceeded through the quest. Uh, I don't know. I I just got more of a sense of connection with the the warlock after that moment, uh, and I, I think that is overall why that will always kind of be a top three moment for me. I don't know necessarily where, but it will always definitely be a top three moment for sure. I will say this as a hunter and be kind of sac- 
like a heretic, but the Stormcaller mission was my favorite too, and I did not play Warlock. Mm. I I literally only played Warlock to get to that mission. Yeah. And that was my favorite of the story missions too. I mean, yes, learning about Tevis and everybody and the uh, Sunbreakers was cool, but the mission where Ikor is basically taking you through a thunderstorm and teaching you how to do it was pretty yeah, awesome. That was that was one of my favorites too. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know anybody that has said that they've hated that mission overall. Just because, again, it, it made you feel a connection to your character, I think, mm-hmm. more than the others had. Uh, sure, pulling the bow and everything for the for the Night Stalker is so important. Uh, understanding the history and what and where the uh, Sunbreakers went is super important, important and necessary. But when all is said and done, when you're when you're connecting to your character, that's the ultimate display of doing so. In my mind, is the Stormcaller. So my number three is a mission as well, but it is not for the same reason as your your Stormcaller, like, sentimental reason. I get scared real easily. I do not like horror films. I do not like um, gore or anything like that. I will watch it if, like, somebody forces me to watch it. I don't generally go and seek it out on my own. That being said, the very first mission, you meet the hive and all those stupid thrall come running out at you from the Cosmodrone because you're sitting there and you're trying to crawl to one side of the Cosmodrome to get to the array. Yeah. Oh, my God. That I threw my controller in the air the first time I played it. And I, I had to, like, step back and, like, breathe for a second because my heart was racing so much. Yeah. But there's a few missions that did that to me in D1. And that is the first one that really, like, jump scared me. Now, obviously, now I, I, I know what's coming. I'm fine. I'm not that big of a scaredy cat. But, man, seeing Thrall run at you the first time was such a big moment for me. Because I was just like, oh, God, I can't. And I'm, like, running back and forth trying desperately not to get killed by just these things that we can one-shot now. It's like, ugh. Well, the the hive in general, I think, set up a lot of those mm-hmm. uh, those moments that made you go, uh, I don't like this. We awoken the hive on the moon. Yep. That mission with, oh gosh, yeah, all those thrall running at you. And then you have the knights running at you and the acolytes. Granted, that was the farming mission to beat all farming missions, but mm. there's some... That's how I, uh, no, how I got vacation done, not, man. Not Fogoth. Uh, the one with the curse thralls was the farming mission because oh, it yeah, was, that was infinite curse thralls, and you just had to just had to nick one of them. Right, but when you're doing like just regular thralls, oh to yeah, kill, that I guess one, that's true. Yeah, that was an easy easy one to do because you'd have like twenty some odd thralls yeah, at you at the very beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that's really how I got imprecation done back in the day for first curse. That was. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a wonderful easy. And then there, there's also the meme that started with everything. <laughs> that wizard came from the moon. Mm-hmm. Such good times. Blue, number two. Uh, number two was the Vault of Glass Clear. Um, it was the first dungeon that we did. Uh, obviously, it was the first dungeon that Destiny had. Um, and we, raid. Or, yeah, Raid, sorry. Uh, same difference in my brain, which tells you mm-hmm. how much I think mm-hmm. about these. Um, but, you know, it was it was one of the ones that really just set the tone for 
for Destiny 1 in my mind, like it, it was a very, very, it was with a group of guys from our, from my clan. Um, we had one guy who had done it before, but everything else was pretty much, we did it pretty much blind. And I think the first time through, it was one of those things where it's like the first time through, it was like six and a half hours, seven hours maybe, because most of the time I was getting distracted and wandering around. And, um, but then like, I mean, it got down to a point where as, as most like day one D one veterans, we could clear the vault of glass in like 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. If we were really desperate of getting something, um, you know, for those who were chasing ever that ever elusive fate bringer. Uh, and so, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, yeah, no, vault of glass, that first vault of glass clear that, that sense of elation and of, you know, having figured it out. I don't think, I, I think that it's going to be hard pressed to find it, find something that beats that sense of elation, especially. I never got Fatebringer. I never got really Mythoclass. Oh, Mythoclass. That's even worse. Like Fatebringer. Yeah. Like Fatebringer was fun. Like I don't get me wrong. I loved my Fatebringer, uh, mostly because for all for every as much as everyone makes fun of me for RNG, Fatebringer eluded me for like two years. Um, granted, I also did not chase it as religiously as some people did, but it, it was still Justin. Yeah, yeah, Justin. Justin was pretty dedicated, but I, you know, Justin was similar to me. As soon as that Mythoclass dropped and we started playing with that, it, it was yeah that that was definitely one of our favorite one. I mean, it's one of Justin's, if not his favorite one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Fatebringer was a it was a fun little hand cannon. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot few of that fit that bill too anymore. oh yeah like yeah it still mm-hmm. is a, a very unique little pistol well and the thing about Fatebringer was it wasn't an exotic so you no. could right. you could run it and you could still run another like we we had a lot of guys who did uh Fatebringer and then like uh icebreaker which was my yeah. favorite one uh the other one that we saw a lot of was Fatebringer and yellowhorn um yep. mm-hmm. you know just because simply Jesus, the, Jesus, the damage output of that rocket launcher was ridiculous. Um, you know, and so there was, there was a lot of that going on too, but I mean, yeah, it, I, oh man, I don't know what it was about Fatebringer. Cause if I remember right, it had uh dragonfly, right? Didn't it have dragonfly or not yeah. dragonfly uh fire? Was it firefly at that time? Firefly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Again, kind of same difference idea. And it was void. If I I believe, which was the fun thing. Yeah. Was, so, like, the explosion uh, wasn't wasn't a solar. Was it though? Was it I void or it was, was it arc? It was it was solar. void or arc. It was not solar because that was I that was. The, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the alternate timepiece that existed. That's right. The the one from the strike that was uh, right. Uh, that was yeah uh, yeah because I I know it wasn't solar because that was one of my favorite things about it was the the explosion did not deal solar damage which. Yeah. To this day is one of like the weirdest things to see as a as a uh, a gun with uh, I guess it's dragonfly in D two, but the the explosion on precision kill when it's not a solar element it's the weirdest thing to see that like I I love it I don't know what it is about that but I just love love seeing that mm-hmm. it was arc thank you pens yeah it was okay because I was I was thinking from the matter of like the thorn quest and I'm like that was not one of the weapons I remember seeing everybody use no I'll be honest the thorn oh god that thorn quest thorn quest was a nightmare for hunters I'm just gonna just gonna put that out there the very first thorn quest I hate all you guys who had void subclasses but beard you're number two now 
Uh, number two for me is uh, is going to probably be a little bit more overbearing in a way for the uh, for the game, but it would be when I the first time you step on the dreadnought. Uh, mm-hmm. The dreadnought itself was just such a different experience compared to the rest of uh, the the previous stuff that we had seen with Destiny One. Uh, and at least for me, like getting onto a ship like that and saying, well, there's a lot of stuff that's going on here that's uh, pretty dang important for the rest of how this game is going to be. Uh, and being able to see the the architecture in full, I think, was uh, very, very, con- uh, very cool in a lot of rights for Destiny 1. Uh, just to really get a full sense on like what the hive were all about at that point. Mm-hmm. It was just so massive compared to a lot of things that we had seen so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kind of mm-hmm. short, but yeah, I, I really, I really just do enjoy the the dreadnought. I hope we kind of go back to it at one point, uh, just because I think it would be pretty cool to see what it's been doing this whole time. If there is any reason for it, um, and would maybe it get there's... more crusty? Or would it start falling apart? That's my I would, question. I would figure, considering it's uh, Oryx Throne World, it would start to fall apart. Mm-hmm. That's my thinking, anyway. I, I would think it would be the opposite of it uh, being put together ever again. Um, I really do It'd think it's just about done. Like another Shattered Throne? Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> the weird thing about it, though, too, that is would... that it's kind of half and half, right? Because it's... Yeah. I mean, so it's like, part of it I can totally see, like, shit i i i kind of think of it as like a snake shedding its skin mm-hmm. because it's yeah, it's part and parcel like there's there's definitely a significant portion of it that's um blah 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 that's the throne world but it's also yeah i, I completely blanked on the word that i was going with halfway through that sentence yeah um but it's also you know it is also you know the scrimshawed carcass of uh akka as well mm-hmm. You rem- do you remember what I used to call it that's not suitable for podcast? Yes. And I love and hate you for that because, you know, that <laughs> mental image is always going to be with me. <laughs> uh, that's an after we stop recording type comment. Yeah. Um, yes, very much so. Yes, it is. It is way adult. But my number two for d1 moments is actually similar to blues number three and it is actually my first raid clear which was done on crota like a year after d1 came out and misha 360 is the one who was my sherpa through it misha was a beast she was and she was so patient like she put up with a lot of like crota was not a hard raid to teach but when you have five blueberries essentially who have never done a raid before go in with you oh it was rough but we got through it and she's a beast and she's still one of my favorite people as far as like really introducing me into raids because i never i never played with a huge group of people who ever wanted to raid so i never got to until year two so i still i still think of her every once in a while number ones though be it no, blue, blue first. <laughs> blue first. Um, I'll, I'll be. Order. I'll be honest. Uh, the the one that stands out for me for number one is really the one that they used to bring it all together. Uh, the moments of triumph. Uh, not just the mm-hmm. first one, but all of them. Like, I mean, even even though I kind of roll my eyes at some of them, especially later ones with like Rise of Iron and stuff like that, because at that point I was kind of losing interest in doing some of the stuff that they were 
you know, requiring. Um, like even so, I, I still think that that's, I think that's a thing that I'm really glad to see being carried over into destiny two, because it does, it does a really good job of encouraging people to go out and at least take, you know, a cursory stab into these different aspects of the game that you might not, you know, you might not have gone into, into do, um, Again, you know, going back to Destiny 1 suffered a lot uh, in the early days with people not being really social uh, and, and not not in the sense of like chat, but like there there were not a lot of uh, established clans, if you will. And so when that first, um, yeah, go for it. Here's something I'm curious about. The people who still continue to play Destiny, I don't see many people on any rosters that don't have a clan now. Well, and see, that's the thing is like now with Destiny 2, I think that that has, again, I I think that's where it's kind of cool is seeing how that community has really grown Um, because now it is the norm. Like, you know, now you see these random clan, which, you know, I've, I've always kind of chuckled at some of the clan names. Some of them are just wrong, but most of them are actually kind of tongue in cheek funny. Um, but like, you know, now, and they've, they also have made huge strides with destiny Two, especially in creating clans. There's, there's actually like logic and ease to do that. It's almost like they have an entire team dedicated to making that a thing, uh, which mm, huge they shout don't have out live team. No, not at about. all. Yeah. I mean, huge shout out to those guys and gals that, that spend way more time than i think anyone realizes on trying to figure out you know the the whole thing with like the uh in-game lfg that didn't exist Mm -hmm. like that 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 was that was i mean that that was not i don't did that happen in d1 or was that a d2 thing i don't even know if it was in d1 wasn't it like the l the like the nightfall where you go in and it'll like it automatically yeah it automatically or the buddy that's d2 that's d2 yeah because I was like, because it used to be, uh, what was it, Io? I wasn't it, or no, hundred. God, what Venus? was it? No, 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 no. The the website that everyone used. I'm trying to remember. Oh, dot io. Dot io. I think was. I don't know. I can't remember. I never used it. I always had a clan. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like the moments of triumph was another like, especially that first one. It was like it was rough on some people because they were like, wait, you mean you to do this, you have to do the raid. And it's like, it's kind of like what they're doing with uh, Gambit Prime this time around. You know, as much as I grumble about it, I see the point. It's forcing people to go try a game type that they might not have tried before. As much as yeah. I complain and moan and groan about it. And will never, ever touch it other than getting it lore. Um, yeah, that's my number one, though, is as much pain as it did cause, it also really made you appreciate the different aspects of the game that you might not, you know, you get in a familiar rhythm. And this forced you out of that rhythm. I thought that was really cool. It's also a good recap to make you play older content. <coughs> yeah. Don't bring that up. It's a bit of a sore subject for Beard that we can't play missions on. I know. <laughs> Beard, what's your number one? You had to say that. <laughs> sorry. It's like, it's like the interview. It's like the, interview. it's like the let's chat with John. Now, before you throw me under the bus, let me. Uh, God. Uh, uh, anyway, um, number one is uh, I I don't know I've got like five different moments that are really swimming in my head. And this has been my problem the whole time that I've been like uh, thinking about this over the course of the week. Uh, which one do I want to pick? <laughs> number three, go. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, now I think uh, 
I think number one would actually have to be the the point that it all sort of came to a head, I think, if you will, with the way that Destiny 1 was portrayed, and that really was with the uh, with the uh, Rise of Iron expansion, just at mm-hmm. the, the end of it. Uh, when you became a young wolf, uh, and even though Saladin doesn't remember it, Bungie, uh, I still do enjoy that moment quite a bit. Uh, I still think that it's extraordinarily important for the way that the entirety of the uh, of the expansion and really what the entirety of the the game kind of meant at that point, uh, because you were th- this whole time you were regarded further and further as somebody that was like really important. Uh, you were growing within ranks and whatnot, and then to be given the title of Iron Lord uh, by mm-hmm. the end of it was just extraordinarily important. I think for for how um, for how everything else can kind of be viewed from then on. But yeah, Lighting just, the fire. Mm. Yeah. Well, and then what you did afterward, where of course you were rekindling the uh, the forgotten fires around the. Uh, the temple, the temple, the or statues. whatnot, with the statues, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I think that was just so important to talk about the legacy of uh, of what was going on with the Iron Lords themselves and how they were the, just that uh, that well respected. Besides, um, and then of course having some of that challenged from uh, what we've now gotten D two that they might not have been quite so uh, noble in in a lot of rights, which uh, is nice, I think. Yeah, uh, I think it. I think it kind of peels back the the layers a little bit more on how that uh, that whole story kind of played out. But definitely, mm-hmm. just huge, uh, just huge props to like how that whole thing I think played out. And considering they did it in a relatively short amount of time, because they, from like a production standpoint, I think like Rise of Iron in general is really impressive because they have. Uh, they have like no or had like no real understanding of what they were trying to do with D2. And they were like, we need something else to fill the gap. I think it Mm -hmm. was like six months or less. And they put together rise of iron. I think it's super impressive. It shows exactly what they're able and capable of doing within that time. Um, So yeah, just, just major props to the team for rise of iron. I know not a lot of people liked it. I think it was definitely not universally liked, Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of fun, uh, being that I took a lot of time off from Taken King before uh, Rise of Iron came out. I did not stop playing uh, Rise of Iron after it was released. I could not stop or put it down after that point. I just had way too much fun with it. That is a good. That is like one of my favorite chapters, I would say, in the Des- Destiny franchise. Well, it's also kind of like The Hobbit, where it was like a little bit more. Uh, That's awesome. It was a uh, yeah. I'm gonna say just the the connections and those involved with it. Absolutely. That final fight scene where you're fighting the three Iron Lords that had been yep. transformed. Right. It's rough. Yep. Oof. That's okay. They'll be back. Yeah. On a Not happier really. note, uh, my number one is. The moments in raids where your clan or your raid team boops you sets you up to to, to do something that you weren't expecting to happen. The boop wall is one of them. Go get, it's just those go, moments. Go touch, those, those go touch the, the ball of light, quick! It's gonna be fine. Yeah, like it's 
Marley, go first, so you, you can, so we can all like, we can help pick you up when you fall, because I'm terrible at platforming. <laughs> oh my god! So those moments and raids, super awesome best friends forever clan, which is my clan and Xbox from D1. They are all amazing. There's about seven of us in the clan, and they are Henri, Henri people. Uh, they pushed me out to do the boot wall. Uh, although. My absolute favorite moment happened in Crota, and the we had Kevin, who is bent squirrely. I'm going to give him a shout out on here. He was running Void Titan. He was running Bubble Titan. Oh no! Oh no! And we were we were doing like just the normal Galahorn type strat, rocket launcher strat, and we always set up on the right side. And there's a spot where I always stand, and for some ungodly reason he decided to pop his bubble right in front of me as i shoot a rocket and i just lost i lost it i completely lost my and just started yelling like who put the like just all over oh my god and everyone got really quiet he goes i'm sorry it was me (laughs) just real quiet everyone just busted out laughing it was just one of those good moments where I don't get mad in the game. I don't get mad during raids. If you watch me play Crucible, I'll get mad there, but that's a whole different thing. But mm. during raids, I'm pretty calm. She's, I'll do callouts and stuff like she's that. She's super but... calm in strikes. As long as you know what you're doing <laughs> in strikes, I'm super calm. I think it's a running thing where if you don't know what you're doing and you put a bubble up where I'm going to blow myself up off of it, or if you throw the stupid... Uh, relic at the wrong thing this is just flashbacks of vault like vault was because you had this Mm -hmm. you had a similar strategy with that where you jump in the middle on on atheon and without Mm -hmm. fail whenever i ran with justin's group fraggle fraggle loved his rocket launcher the problem was that everyone was standing in the bubble that fraggle decided to shoot his rocket launcher in and without fail, it was a team wipe. He did the same thing with the war priest. That was, Jesus. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh. The other thing that they would do is they would stand outside. Speaking of the the war priest, <laughs> or or not the war priest, but the uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Ax, not Axion, the Rage of the Machine. Oh yeah, or not Rage of the, Wrath of the Machine. The Archon Priest, Wrath of the Machine. The Archon Axis. Priest. Well, the one that has the TV room. I never, Not I never, I actually never ran that yeah, anyway. So the first, uh, the first one, I can't remember. I think it was the now. priest. Anyway, they would stand outside of the room <laughs> and not let you in, or they would stand right in front of the door and not let you in. And it's like, uh-huh. you guys are jerks. What the hell? Don't you want to get done tonight? It's like, but why do you do this? Why are you the way you moments, are? Having a social game like this has totally changed how I play video games in general. I have a hard time playing solo now. Like, I can do it. I just enjoy having company and people who are going to make me rage at random things that they do or make me do or other, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a good, it's a good system. But again, that kind of goes back to the cool thing about what Destiny has done, not just with, like, for us socially, but also for the game space. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing with, like, the Battle Royales, all these all these things, like clans and other games. I, I'm not saying that Destiny is 100% the reason why, 
but a lot of those games, you know, you you don't see that kind of stuff, those those bold experiments until someone takes that that very scary step on the thin ice that Destiny kind of did with D1. And so that was that's mm-hmm. the other kind of really cool thing is like as far as like I guess air quote moments of D1. I, I mean, I'd almost argue the entire thing was a really cool moment. It's cuz it was a moment in time of like this this really cool uh innovative thought experiment as far as game design that just i mean i think it's still paying off in dividends well and for me especially as somebody that's been a a fan of the mmo genre uh some that criticize the game will say that it's just an mmo light and i'll look at it and go yeah that's the whole point yeah no yeah Uh, yeah the fact that mmos can be so uh daunting with the amount of time that are required to put into them uh, I feel like Destiny just kind of hits the the median mark mm-hmm. of uh, the kind of stuff that you would hope to see in an MMO while still being pretty entertaining and still having a good amount of the uh, of the lore behind it as well. Like the the stuff I would expect from a a deeper ongoing game that still persists and still kind of exists. Uh, so I I don't know. Yeah, D one had its flaws still really does d2 has its flaws but through all of it i think that it still reminds me very much of like how my love for mmos sort of was when i was uh when i was starting to play them and starting to really mess with them um Mm -hmm. and it's just really really nice to to continue to play the game to see where it goes and how it develops and so on uh and the fact that it started with d1 uh as that as that baby that didn't know what it necessarily wanted to be uh as much as you know that's that's troubled development it is still one of those things where you look at it now and go yeah yeah you know they they kind of got their act together a little bit more and we can see what it is they're trying to Mm -hmm. uh and i think that's the the ultimate payoff for seeing this through from like the very beginning to to where it is now I don't know if I'd be able to do that again with another game, but <laughs> yeah. at least with the way that Destiny is is kind of going right now, I if there's any title that I think could uh, I would want to put that kind of uh, time and effort into, it it would be this world that uh, Bungie's kind of crafted because there's moments like uh, I think what all of us have kind of gone over are ones that we're going to remember probably to some degree or another to like the the day that we probably die. You know, they're they're ones that uh, have brought us together as community members, but are also ones that have kind of made us think on like even I would say like who we are as people, especially with mine, with the the, the Stormcaller, uh, just like what it is to be a warlock or what it is to be a Titan or a hunter. Uh, and those those are constant debates that I think I see on Twitter every day. Like, I don't know, I I kind of lost, I think, where I was going with this, but just the all in all, just where destiny has kind of led us and where we are down this path at the moment is just awesome. Uh, I get asked all the time why I continue to cover destiny as a, as a title. I'm like, there aren't one many other games that continue to persist and keep me interested uh, and not to you know discredit any games that are single player like that or otherwise, but it's just an absolute point of fact, like the, the way that Destiny is put together in its persistent world uh, mm-hmm. continues to bring me back to it. Yep, I agree. And it's brought us all together. Yep. It's it's created a lot of friendships and a lot of connections that hadn't been there before. Yep. Which is nice. Yep. Blue. 
Yes. What is next week's top three? I don't know yet because I miscounted and I shouldn't have taken it off the poll last week. So it's on the poll this weekend. So we'll let you know. Okay. Dum dum. Surprise. Surprise (laughs) top three next week. You should really come and hang out with us and see what that top three is going to be. Hopefully you let me know like some point. Oh, I'll know. I'll know Tuesday. Tuesday. I'll know Tuesday. Yeah. I was, I was getting ready for tonight and I was like, oh, I miscounted that one. I was like, ah, uh, well, I'll get it. I'll get better at this. That's all right. Thank you for those of you who joined us for this top three. I hope you enjoyed kind of this flashback or a little kind of, I guess, dive back into what was, what once was. And I guess you could still go back and play D1. A lot of that content is still there. But I don't know what we're going to do next week. It's going to be fun, though. Join us next time for top three. And remember, everybody likes a list. <laughs>